Welcome to episode 32 of Shark Bites. It should be 33, but I skipped a week last week because, uh, you know, uh, life uh, gets in the way. Uh, I know that's not the exact quote, so don't. don't but you're also you. not Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, so we're not going to hold you to it. No, that's true. That's true. Non-canonical. Uh, but I am, uh, of course, broadcasting from the Pat Cave deep within the heart of Magenta Manor. And uh, we are, of course, brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. And I just got my shipment yesterday. Oh, five, God. five bags and a chocolate scream egg. Fucking amazing. So uh, good. <laughs> as you can tell, I am not here by myself this week, which is great because uh, folks tend to listen more when it's not just me yammering on for 45 minutes. He's joined minutes. by all the voices in his head. <laughs> Don't have a show long enough for that. That'd be another four and a half hour show. But uh, I, as you can tell, I am joined by, uh, from Throwdown Thursday, my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an Honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes Von Nightmare. And I am drinking, because that's what I do. I drink. And I know things. You drink and you say things. I drink and I pretend to know things. Yes. I'm a really good bull. Gold I got good Wow. <laughs> 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 off You're to an off excellent to a start. Really good start, guys. Yes. It's gonna be a great show. I I have no idea where I am right now. We have like one Hungarian <laughs> listener that's like, "How you? dare you say that about my mother?" <laughs> Uh, that's a terrible Hungarian accent. But we are not alone. We are joined by people that uh, we want to introduce you to. First, a returning guest. You might remember her from the prequel Thrilogy episode. It's Shelby from Amalgamania. Hello. <laughs> Shelby, glad to have you back. Oh, I'm so excited to be back. I think this is going to be a fun episode with all you ladies. Oh, yeah. Like, just... All of us against you, I'm pretty sure. A lot of, a lot of girl power that, in this episode. Yes. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be anyone against anyone else here. Oh my god, there's, we could be like the Spice Girls. <gasps> yeah. Which one yes. do you want to be, Patsy? I would probably be... Are you Scary Spice? Baldy Spice? Baldy Spice. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, in addition to Shelby, we also have... Uh, she may not be royalty, but she is royal purple right now. She is uh, Brianna of BMG Events. Hi, Brianna. Hello. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, you know, this is uh, audio, and not everyone has gotten the chance to see the fact that you are indeed a lovely shade of purple. I was concerned at first because uh, <laughs> you are rather pale. I, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I was out landscaping, and I got just the worst sunburn of all time. Like, I was uh, worried that you had, like, toxic epidural necrolysis. No, no. Um, just a crazy hair dye um, situation. Uh, sweetie, it happened to all of us. Not me for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it was, it was really funny, honestly. I, I got out of the shower after I hurt myself, of course, and I'm like, oh, hold on one second. <laughs> hold on. And we got some uh, background interference. Something's going on with Bree. Probably someone saying, 
Hey, ain't you the purple girl? She's. Uh, no, my aunt actually just walked into my apartment and she's like, hello, I'm on a video chat for a podcast. Yes, I'm purple. And I hurt my leg. <laughs> yeah, what the hell happened to your arms? <laughs> <laughs> and I will be keeping that in. <laughs> no, my entire body's purple. What the hell? <laughs> I it was supposed to be just your hair. I don't know. I, I guess so. What the hell? Can I see your butt? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, you gotta go to the, uh, the walk-in. No, I'm good. Anyway. Walk-in? Um, more like roll-in. Yes. What was that, Patsy? I said walk-in. More like roll-in, because you don't think yeah, we should right. be walking anywhere. Is there a limp yeah, in clinic? Crutches, Carl. Oh. You need to get that checked out. I'm going to eventually. Eventually. Uh-huh. And uh, last but <laughs> certainly not least. Oh. But listen, you need something. Let me know. I'll Thank take you. you if you need me to take you. Thank you. I promise I'll let you know. Thank you. Oh Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, no, this is this is good content. I'm enjoying this. Uh, That's it's not... my aunt slash godmother. She's the best. She looks out for me a lot. So she's like, oh, my God. I think she went outside and asked the upstairs neighbor, because she was the one that called my hair. I think she asked her how it went, and because my upstairs neighbor came out, came downstairs yesterday to see how the hair color came out, and she goes, oh my god, you're purple, and what happened to your leg? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. So I think when my aunt showed up, um, she told her, because I think she's outside, so that's why my aunt came out. Sorry about that. No, no, that's <laughs> fine. Like, because, you know, saying... Like, oh, she's purple, doesn't really do it justice. Like, we've seen pictures. People haven't seen pictures. Now, this candid, uh, off-the-cuff reaction <laughs> by one of your family members really illustrates exactly how purple you are. She's a... <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so, unfortunately, uh, our final guest is not any variant of color that we are aware of. Uh, but she is a very talented makeup artist and does some incredible work. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Crystal from Ocular Deceptions. Hi, everybody. That was priceless listening to that. I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it, but when you said roll her out, all I could think of was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. With Violet. <laughs> Violet's turning Violet. Violet, that you're turning Violet, Violet. Oh, that's great. Yes. Oh my god! Unfortunately, Brianna is purple without me painting her that way. <laughs> I know. I've been wanting to be painted by Crystal for so long, and now I'm like, well, and I and you know what sucks? I am purple, and I can't even have a an alien photo shoot right now because of this whole COVID stuff. Mm. I'm like, really? Yeah, really? I know. And we had just started talking about it right before this happened, so we're gonna make it happen right after this COVID is over. Yes, yes. definitely. So we are all here today. Uh, gathered all around the country because uh and we can get some interesting insight because i for some reason shelby i thought you were still in ohio uh but you are in georgia indeed i am and uh there's a few things going on in georgia that you know i think we should talk about but basically what we're here to talk about today is you know kind of what uh crystal and brianna just touched on and it's you know, trying to stay normal, like doing some of the things that you like to do to kind of maintain your mental health during this stay-at-home quarantine 
event that we've got going on here. And I know I've done a couple of different shows on this, giving you some different options. You know, like when we had Andy on a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, you know, people who like to play D&D and, you know, how they can continue to do so. Or if you're looking to start, how to start, you know, virtually playing uh, D&D, doing meetups similarly to what we're doing now. Um, but, you know, you guys, you like to do a lot of makeup work and, you know, various varying degrees thereof between Ashes and Shelby and, and Brianna and Crystal. You guys have various levels of expertise. And, you know, for some of you, this is your livelihood. This is what you do. And, you know, obviously it's affected you. But before we really get into that, Shelby, I have to ask you, um, how does it feel knowing that tens of thousands of children in Georgia got their driving license without having to take a driving test? It makes what? me want to cry. I, I am not ready for this at all. Considering that Georgia drivers are already the worst drivers, everyone's already going like 10, 20 over the speed limit. Oh my gosh, this is going to be horrendous. I am staying off the roads. If speeding is your only issue, that's one thing. Like, because <gasps> I, I would like to, you know, I think I speak for the rest of us on here when I say Massachusetts drivers are probably the worst on the planet. I don't know. I think Rhode Island just contends a little bit. They're pretty bad. Yeah, but they're essentially an extension of Massachusetts. Yeah, basically. I can even make a fair opinion on that because I'm five minutes from Rhode Island and I live in Mass, so I'm in the middle of both. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I'm on the East Providence line, so these people. That's... See, we're <laughs> we're more. Sadly, I wish it was just the speeding. But people have a very tendency of trying to cut people off, including semis. Oh, yeah, we got that. Yeah, it's very bad. And we have wrecks daily. You know what my favorite my favorite move is? And I obviously say this facetiously. Um, I have no one behind me for about 11 miles. And people wait, 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 and then turn out into the road right in front of me instead of waiting an extra tenth of a second to go oh, in behind me. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, I guess you want to beat all that traffic that's behind me. And, like, I can't – well, I can see the horizon, but I can't see another car. Yeah, that's that's the best. Um, so, yeah, that aside, uh, you guys are all dealing with this in various ways. Uh, we all are. We're all dealing with this in, in different ways. Like, I've been working from home, and I've touched on that a little bit. Um, Ashes, you're still working you're still going out. You're still uh, an essential employee. I, I prefer the term VIP. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, yes. Like <laughs> they should have like a bouncer with like like oh you're not on the list, you know, and, and like the velvet rope in order to get in. I'm huh? a guest, courtesy courtesy of of Miss Coronavirus. I'm a friend of Dave Navarro. <laughs> Please, I just got to get my coat. Um, coronavirus would probably be a great drag name. That's Mike Pence's drag name. You didn't know oh. that? <laughs> Mike Pence, yeah, his drag name. He's Miss Coronavirus. On the next episode of Throwdown Thursday, Ash's new name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. No, I'm I'm Quarantina. <laughs> oh, so I'll start off with uh, I'll go I'll go youngest to oldest, and I'm not going to say how old anybody is because you know for <laughs> for all anybody knows you could be you know months apart. Yeah, days. You could be you could Minutes, all, you moments. could be fraternal twins. 
<laughs> and you all just strolled out one we're after all, the we're other. We're all ageless in here. Like a like coming out of a clown car. Um, so That's Shelby- a visual. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so Shelby, I'll start with you uh, as the youngest and as the only one not living in the Massachusetts region. Um, mm-hmm. How have you seen things like, you know, your day to day life, you know, as far as you know, like the stuff that you like to do, whether it's, you know, the different nerdy stuff or the different, you know, like, you know, uh, makeup looks that you like to do and go out and, you know, the cosplaying because you are an avid, avid cosplayer as well and you, you attend conventions and, and whatnot. How have you seen things change and how have you kind of tried to adapt to that? Um. So definitely the big thing for me is all of our college courses are online right now. And especially going to an art school where some of our stuff consists of studio classes. How are we supposed to get these studio classes done when it's online and we're trying to do all these hands-on things? It just kind of defeats the purpose. And I know they just came out to where next term is going to be online as well, which is just kind of delaying some people from graduating. And I know majority of people are actually starting to fail some of their classes because it's online, because a lot of the professors haven't even taught online before. So, I mean, they told everyone that if you fail your class, you can retake it for free. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it any better, honestly, because you might just fail it again. But, I mean, apart from that, I mean, I know I play D&D weekly with a group, and we usually would go and meet at a restaurant and stuff every single week. And obviously they had to close all those down, which it's a family-owned business that we would go to. So I'm not sure how their business is doing because they can't really do takeout and stuff like that. So I feel bad for them. And then obviously they canceled all of the conventions that were supposed to be happening around here. So no cosplaying for me either. So I've been a little sad potato. <laughs> but you have been able to do some some interesting looks that you've posted. Uh, I was particularly uh, impressed with your Darth Maul. Yes, I, yeah. Can we take a second to talk about your Darth Maul look? Because <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing! Oh, thank you. I was like, obviously, just in the house bored, and just kind of wanted to start playing with my body paints again because I haven't been doing it very often, and I want to kind of start getting back into it and obviously with may uh may the 4th decided to go ahead and start off with that one so you have actually done some killer looks for the group that we're in called amalgamania they do the whole amalga beauties and you've done some amazing body paint i want to know what you use for products um so i use graftobian water activated paints But apart from those, I just use regular makeup and eyeshadows. So apart from, like, just my base colors with a lot of that stuff, I'm just pretty much just using eyeshadows or eyeliners and stuff like that. Okay. That's interesting. I was curious about that, too. And obviously, we'll... The uh, the same question's coming for you, Crystal, at your time. Like, I just... I'm so intrigued by people who do more of, like... Because I do, you know, my makeup and stuff, and I have my specific style. But I'm very intrigued... Uh, by the people who do the body paints and stuff and what products they use. And uh, I think it's something I want to get into at some point. 
Uh, but yeah, your you, the looks you turn out are just absolutely incredible. I enjoy your work so much. Like, and I hope you get the opportunity to do more. If I, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. If I was you, what I what I would recommend, uh, I would post that Darth. If you didn't, because I don't always check Instagram and stuff, post it to Instagram and tag Ray Park, who is uh, mm-hmm. I underscore am underscore Ray Park. I think that's what it is. Uh, he is the gentleman who played Darth Maul in the uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't do the voice. That was Peter Serafinowicz. But uh, I would I would tag him because, you know, he seems to be a, a pretty rad guy when it comes to people, uh, you know, like talking to him about stuff. He's like my... I will, I will definitely have to do that. I know eventually I really want to start getting into, like, more costume cosplays as well instead of just body paints. So eventually I want to do, like, a full-body Darth Maul look. Ooh. Mm, that would be incredible. So next on to uh, to Bree. Now, Bree, you've got uh, an interesting, uh, you know, experience going on right now because you are a realtor, and yeah. you also do all of your uh, various events through BMG Events. And, you know, like uh, Shelby was just saying, you know, there's you know with everything shut down that you know we haven't had any conventions or any chances to go out so and you know you do a lot of a lot of photo shoots and you know a lot of and modeling cosplay. yourself and and you're an incredible cosplayer yes oh yeah. thank you the, i think the first time i saw you was you were wednesday adams i think so i think you're right <laughs> it was uh uh scaricon last mm-hmm. year oh scaricon oh, oh yeah it's yeah. making me sad um, um, I don't mean to make anyone sad, but it's just, that's just the state of the world we're in right now. Um, yeah. we were so young back then. We were t- <laughs> like, I really, oh my I, God, it was two years ago. Not even two years ago. It was a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah. It was well, a year ago, but it feels like five. This is the fifth month or 12th year of 2020 <laughs> right now. Like, yeah, it definitely feels that way. Definitely. Especially the last couple of months. But you know, you do a, a variety of different things that, you know, have been affected by um, by COVID-19. So how is it that you are kind of uh, trying to cope? What are the things that you do that, uh, you know, any advice that you would have to give to uh, some of the folks listening or even some of the, the ladies on the show or myself, you know, like how you try to maintain your... Uh, your mental health when you're starting to feel down or like, what are some things that you do for yourself? Um, honestly, a, a lot of it is having friends because even though they're not around, I've grown a lot closer to my friends during this. I don't know if I could say closer, but I've just, I've talked to them more mostly because either they're not working or they're in the same boat as me. They just want some interaction. So I've been having video calls with people, um, me and well chris mcgibbon started this thing called horror crew and he has me as one of his moderators and some other kid is one of the moderators i can't remember his name brian and now we're doing those weekly things um i've started to play online games with you know you and a bunch of other people playing friday the 13th which i never did before so like chatting with them and having a good time it still isn't the same obviously but that's helped a lot um in general i me and my friends, we've been sending each other things in the mail, which has been fun, which I love mail. I don't know why I freaking love mail. It's weird. 
but I've been getting a lot of stuff in the mail from friends and friends have been getting stuff in the mail from me and we have a good time with that. Um, I've been doing okay because I moved into a new apartment in February and I'm working on doing this and that. I've been getting sample colors for paint so I can paint to give myself something to do because I'm going to, I painted the kitchen. I hate the kitchen. Repainting it sucks, but it is what it is. <laughs> but something to do and I'm having fun because I feel productive. Um, I'm still doing my real estate to a point. I mean, I'm answering questions from my clients. We're not doing any showings because they've been kind of freaked out and I understand. Um, but I'm still doing what I can. I have ideas and I have things that I already lined up for Dead of Autumn. So I have that to look forward to. Um, I had a bunch of stuff set up and then I reached out to James and said, hey, um, I have all the stuff set up for Dead of Autumn. So, so you know, maybe in a couple months you can come with me because I have a new venue and I have this and I have that and I have this and I have that because I, you know, set up all the stuff. And he's like, okay. And then immediately this will happen. But at least I have something to look forward to, which is a big thing is just having hope. I subscribe to a box called Lunarly. It's a subscription box. It comes every new moon. And it comes with a bunch of things, crystals, plants, candles, Ooh. journals. It's like if you're a Wiccan, you'd love it. Like I'm, or if I'm you... very intrigued by everything that you're saying. It is amazing. I just got my, my first one today, and I'm super pumped about it. Um, it came with a journal, a plant, um, a crystal, a um, bunch of stuff, um, affirmation, postcards, it was, it's really cool. So I did that. So like little things like that, that have just been making me happy, I guess. Um, and then, you know, attempting to color my hair because I got bored <laughs> and um, we, we know how that ended up. But besides that, it's, you know, I think it was, it's good to think positive and think, oh, well now I can kind of slow down a little bit because um, I was doing so much. So I'm just trying to think more positive when I can and just say, you know, I'm slowing down. I'm doing doing what I need to do. I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to do things I really had no time for before. So, I mean, that's really how I've been dealing with it. I really think that the biggest key to, you know, when you're doing things is to not compare your productivity now to what it was six months ago or a year ago at this time, because it's a completely different situation. Everything is different. You can't be as productive as you'd like. And I find myself doing that. It's like, oh yeah, man, I don't think I've, I've done enough today, you know, like, you know, with mm -hmm. stuff that I do for work. And it's like, I don't think I've done enough today, but you know, my, my bosses are saying, you know, like, no, you're doing a good job. Like, especially considering that I've never met my coworkers or spent a day in the right, office. Like, you're, you have a weird <laughs> situation because you just started a new job right before the state shut down. My first, the, the, my, the day I was supposed to start in the office is the day after they were like, okay, everything's shut down. It was like the, it was March 16th is when they're like, we're not doing anything. And March 17th was my first day. So it was kind of weird. Oh no. So luckily I, um, I know the vice president and I've known her for many years and you know, she's the one who kind of posted the job and was like, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, would you be interested? And I was like, yes. But I've never met my other coworkers other than like at my interview and like I don't recall seeing anyone. Like I recall taking a brief glance at the office as I was walking out and when I was walking in. But that's the only time I've ever spent there. So it's kinda weird. Um, but I'm trying to get through it. Now, 
Crystal, you've got um, a more unique situation because you have yourself a youngin. Yes, I do. And, you know, you're doing the homeschool thing. So you have uh, different challenges to face when it comes to maintaining your normalcy because now I don't know if... uh, I mean, what they should be doing is, you know, anybody who has to homeschool a kid should be getting some sort of stipend because generally to teach a child, you have to go to college and, you know, you get paid for that. That's not free. Um, so True. I, I imagine that, you know, you guys should be getting something, you know, but that's 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 just me and that's wacky and it'll never happen because, you know, Walmart needs another tax break. So. Screw the people that yeah, go we don't to get anything but a whole lot of attitude that the teachers never receive. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh yeah, it's way different. It's uh, I would I mean I don't have children, but I can imagine how I was in school versus how I was with my mother, and it was a constant like mm-hmm. oh, Game of Thrones style yes. combat. Yes, like, <laughs> same. Uh, I'm a very lucky mom, though. Um, I've always been in school and I've never stopped, never stopped going to schools my whole life at I'm 35. I will say my age and my daughter sees that. So my daughter knows how important it is to learn. And I'm the type of person who, if somebody asks me a question and I don't necessarily know the answer, I will do all my research so I can know as much as I can about it. I have always loved learning. So fortunately my daughter saw that and she is kind of the same in that way. I sometimes I have a tough time with her when her brother's here because he lives in Maine, but I do all his homework with him too. Mm-hmm. And he has ADHD, so he's very difficult to work with and gets bored easily, easily distracted, doesn't want to do the homework. So um, when she she's here doing homework with him, it's a much more difficult situation. It's them fighting for attention, and I have to help him a little bit more, and she doesn't really need it. She feels neglected, so that can get a little bit difficult. But like I handle my mental capacity during this time, I handle theirs in the same way. So I give them breaks for their homework, and when they do a break, their break is basketball or it's painting or it's something like that. But little do they know that the break that I'm giving them, yeah, it's fun, but I'll also write it down for their PE hours or send their art to their art teacher. And they don't even realize they're doing homework. They think they're just taking a break and having fun. That's brilliant. So, well, it's yep. like they say, That's if you such a good idea. do what you love, you never work a day in your life. So, you know, if, exactly. if, if you're outside and you're doing things and you're, you know, you're getting the opportunity and you've, you've uh, also posted some of the looks that you've done with your daughter, which is really cool that you guys get to kind of bond over this. Yeah, my daughter really loves makeup, um, but she's more of a natural kind of makeup girl. Like, she likes to look natural. She's into that whole visco thing. Any mom with a kid my age knows what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, she likes to do the natural thing, but occasionally she'll sit down with me and do some looks or even surprise me. Like, one day on her Snapchat, I just saw, oh, I got injured, and then it was like, just kidding, and she had made a bruise out of her Jeffree Star makeup, which was pretty cool. So sometimes she brings out a little bit of different gore or dramatic makeup like me, but for the most part, we're a little bit different on that. She's much more girly than I am. So my question to you is because you turn out uh, some of the most incredible 
looks I've ever seen. Your, oh my god, thank you. Yeah, I mean, like your so the really pretty clown look that you did the other day was absolutely gorgeous. But I think my favorite stuff that you do is your your gore, your horror, your kind of like gruesome because there's always a pretty aspect to it. There's always something pretty about everything that you do, everything that you turn out, which I think is what makes your artwork very unique to you. Like what you do, you have a very specific style. So I'm curious as to what you use for, you know, makeup and applications and whatnot. Oh my Lord. So I've been doing this for a really, really long time. So I started face painting before my daughter was even born and she's going to be 12. So over the years I have used hundreds and hundreds of products. And to be completely honest with you, it depends on the company itself. So I use a lot of water-based paints. Um, like she was saying, Shelby earlier, Graftobian. I use some from Graftobian, but I also use some from Wolf, Chameleon. Um, I use some from Meron, some from Ben Nye. I use so many different companies and some of them just work a little bit better than others. So for like instance, this is like my biggest thing that I tell anybody who's like trying to learn and get into face painting. White and black are very difficult colors for face paint. So white has a tough time like covering tattoos and things like that. And black actually sometimes can dry and be like light gray. So I like to buy paints that I just stroke it once and it covers everything. So in order to find throughout the years colors that do that, it's a different company for everybody <clears throat> for like every single color. But my favorite is Wolf's White. So it's W-O-L-F-E, and that white goes over tattoos, goes over everything, like one swipe. And I really like Chameleon Strong Black for, like, my little tiny intricate line work. But also when I do, like, a body paint of a skeleton and I need to black out body parts, that works excellent, too. So if you don't need to put, like, a bunch of layers for something, and then a little bit goes a long way, which is why, like Shelby was saying earlier, she uses a lot of um, paints for a base, and then uses a lot of regular makeup to create shading and all different kinds of things. I too do that. And my favorite company to use, which you know this, Ashes, is Jeffree Star for that. Love His stuff him. is It's super pigmented. So it gets the job done and it makes shading a lot faster and easier for me. And it's less expensive in the way of the makeup lasts a long time, especially when it has a base color underneath it versus doing all your shading with airbrush makeup, which can get very, very pricey. So I use a lot of different, a lot of different things. I use latex. I use silicone products from Smooth On. Um, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. And the cheaper it is, the better it is. So even, I mean, my favorite primer is only $4. And that's my e.l.f. So, and my favorite, everybody uses Anastasia brow dipping. I like e.l.f. It's only 4 bucks. So if I can get it cheap and it gets the job done, then that's exactly how I'm going to do it as a single mom. <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. Um so one of the things that I'm curious about, and, you know, this is something that I, I feel like I should have been asking people on, on, these, uh, on these shows for the last couple of weeks, is what is one thing that you are looking forward to the most once this is all over? Like, what's the first thing that you want to do? Actually, no, before I get into that, uh, Crystal, before, before we move on, I want to know, like, what are the some of the things, you know, other than, you know, your your looks and your paint that you do for yourself? What are some things that you do for yourself? Because you're spending so much time uh, with your daughter, you know, and doing so much stuff for her that, you know, as a mom, you would be doing this stuff anyways. But now it's become, 
you know, you don't even have that, you know, uh, that respite of school, you know, what are some of the things that you do for yourself to kind of, you know, maintain your sanity as much as you can? To be honest, it's, it was really, it's really hard for me not, all right, let me start all over. Cause I started doing looks and I started doing them on myself and throughout the years, I've gotten spoiled with models, models who will wear the paint and model it for me. And I don't have to go through the hassle of putting it on, taking it off, washing it off, taking off the glue. And I really miss working on other people. It's great to sit here and like work on myself a lot of the times, but I miss that so, so, so much. So what I've been doing to keep sane in that aspect is I've drawn a lot of um, online collaboration groups with other body painters. So I sit there and I talk with them. And when I start to get discouraged, like, I don't know if this looks going to come out good. I'm really tired, whatever it may be, the community itself and all these people in it have been pushing me to keep going forward. And also with these collabs, they give us a date that it needs to be due by. So it pushes me to keep working on things and not give up. Not to mention I redid my whole yard and I repainted my entire house during this quarantine. (laughs) Wow. I am going stir crazy, guys. It's, it's <laughs> official. My house looks like a completely different house. I have brand new gardens in my backyard. I literally can't stop doing things. I'll lose my mind. So I just basically try to keep my mind busy. And if I do that, then generally I feel good. And it feels really good like when I go outside and I look at my yard and it's beautiful or my house is completely different and it's looks updated and brand new that helps with my mental state and keeping my house clean it lessens anxiety i imagine that would work uh, mm-hmm. Bree, how about you what what's what's something that you're you're looking forward to once this is all over aside from uh you know going and getting all the rangoons <laughs> actually i have rangoons right next to me right now so <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. Um, honestly, I'm just excited for events because I, first of all, I love to work. I know that sounds weird, but I love to work. And um, as much as I am excited for my real estate work, I'm really excited to do my events again and to go to events. Like I love cosplaying. I love hosting events. I love planning things. Um, I'm really, really just excited for events because I know that my Dead of Autumn Horror Festival killed it last year and I want to make it bigger and better this year and I plan on it as long as everything goes well um, my other events and just going to you know Rhode Island Comic Con if you know if Scarecon happens in New York this year I don't care I'm going um, whatever happens like I'm just I'm ready for events I'm ready to see my friends I'm ready to party like with my friends just be stupid and do fun things and buy awesome products from my vendor friends. I want more frightfully clean soap. Mm-hmm. I want like, I just, ah, I'm, I really miss that. I miss buying more art from Alex Hoy. Like, you know, I'm, that's what I'm most definitely most excited about, but at least we have all the group pages and stuff like the online comic con and all those great things. So we can all at least keep in contact. Yeah. Shelby, how about you? Um, so I mean, before this, I pretty much already was a homebody, so I never really went out that often, but I know the big thing I'm looking forward to is going to my favorite Chinese place. I I think they're opening back up on Monday, but I feel so bad because they actually closed down longer than they intended to because they actually were receiving death threats from people. (gasps) Oh my god. Just because, 
because they're like, oh, they're Chinese. They're the reason this is going on. Gee, I wonder where just, that where that fucking shit exactly. came from. Exactly. And it just breaks my heart because, like, I'm a regular there and I go all the time. And they're such nice people that it breaks my heart that people are so cruel to them for no reason. Yeah, fucking people are just the worst. But yeah, yeah, it's you know people think that oh it's it's not a big deal you know you can just say whatever you want there's no you know real you know impact to your words yeah repercussions the, is a good word and it's like yeah yeah there is you know it's kind of like what we were talking about last night on the secret society thing yeah and the crazy thing is is actually like uh so the college I'm going to we get a lot of exchange students from uh, other countries and one of the Chinese foreign exchange students actually got beat up and it ended up getting posted online and stuff because people were like, Oh, you brought it over here. Cause obviously like some of the students had already paid to live in the dorms. So during this quarantine, they've been stuck staying in the dorms during this. And one of the students over there ended up getting beaten up by some other students. That's unbelievable. I hope they got expelled. I'm I'm pretty sure they did once they found out who it was. Ugh. Ugh. Horrible. Crystal, how about you? What's one thing that, or a couple of things that you're just like, oh man, like I can't wait for my kid to go back to school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually enjoy spending time with my daughter. I really truly do. So I want her to go back to school mainly because she misses it and she misses her friends, and I feel really really bad for her for that. And it's going to be weird for her because this year she's going straight into junior high school. So things are definitely going to change in this house, Mm -hmm. but I mostly miss working on other people. I miss working on other people so much so that I don't have to, you know, wash all this stuff off me every single day. It's, Oh, it's awful. My skin needs a breather and I miss my friends and I miss photo shoots at salty lip studio in new Bedford. I, I miss being in that atmosphere with a bunch of brand new people. And I miss painting somebody who may not have self-esteem. And then once they become a character, they are so happy and they model in front of the camera like a brand new person. And I miss being able to do that for people. That's awesome. <laughs> Ashes, how about you? What's one thing that you miss? Oh, my Drinking someplace other than my house. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> Like, I would kill to just go to a restaurant and sit across from you fine people and just have a jalapeno margarita with a splash of pineapple juice. Like, I would kill for that right now, just to have conversation and a drink that I didn't have to prepare myself. I want to run and jump into the first mosh pit I can find. Mm. I mean, that's not going to happen for a while, and there's all of these articles going out about how they're going to have to try to you know, uh, enforce social distancing and how the pretty much the face of, of concerts, the face of music is going to change for a while, you know, and I don't foresee any concerts really being back up and running until 2021. But I just, there, there's a part of me that I mean, I love live music. I live for like, I love the conventions and I miss that. I miss, you know, all of the film festivals. I miss going to things and covering things for the podcast. I miss, you know, just, just meeting up outside of all of this with people, you know, going out 
out to dinner, just just hanging out, you know, being oh, around Bree's other people dinner. and and conversations oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know, um, celebrate and and think about that too. All of the birthdays that we need to celebrate, you know, uh, that we couldn't celebrate because you know of our of our current situations. But I miss live music so much. I love music. It 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 gives me life. Um, and I, I swear to God, like, I just want to, I've never crowd surfed. That's never been my thing because I don't like people touching me in that way. But I swear to God, like, I just, I have the urge to crowd surf now. I just want to run and jump and fly over the first mosh pit I see. Yeah. Cause I can I imagine it's so hard because I was supposed to go to knot fest at the end of the month and I'm not, and yeah. I'm really pissed about it because it's like, come on, dude. I mean, and I was supposed to go with a friend who I've never actually met in real life. We've been friends online for a long time, and we were supposed to go together. And I'm like, really? One like some of my favorite bands can't even go now. Yeah, damn it. The the summer was shaping up to be pretty magical. You know, there were some several shows. You know, we were looking forward to a show at the end of the month. You know, asking Alexandria, we we're going to go to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. You know, and there were you know some some shows in the process of being announced that were never fully. It's like you know, well, we're not going to announce our our show now because it's just it's kind of null and void at this point. It's going to be, you know, postponed or canceled. And then with all of the crap that's going on with Ticketmaster right now too, which just kind of adds salt uh, to the wound. Uh, fuck Ticketmaster in general. Well, yes, yes. But yeah, I just, I miss, and, and, you know, a lot of bands, you know, or, or artists have been putting out new music during this time, which I love. It's been giving me, you know, something to hold on to, but at the same time, I can't help but think, oh, this song would sound great live. Like the, like, uh, oh, the I, Ice I Nine wish... Kills thing that I shared the other day. Yeah, or um, Fiona <laughs> Apple just released a new album, and oh, it's, it's her first album in 10 years, and it's killer and i would love to go to a small venue and just sit at a table and drink red wine and and listen to her just you know sing through this album and you know uh, asking alexandria just put forth a, a, a new album that's what the tour was supposed anti-socialist, to be anti-socialist yeah well the, the album is house like fire i but, know but um, anti-socialist is like that right. great song but you know that's what the tour was supposed to be in support of and all of these other artists uh sharp tooth just put out a, a new well they released a new song that's uh, going he's to be the dinosaur of... from land before time <laughs> different, <laughs> different sharp tooth um but anyways like all of these these artists who you know it's just like oh this would sound amazing live but are we ever really gonna get that chance ever again you know yeah because i can imagine like going to a show it's like all right let's open up this fucking pit no seriously you two you're too close that's six feet said. apart yeah, the lead singer be like, yeah, it's it's the breakdown, and you know the the, the lead singer is like, oh, open up this fucking pit. No, seriously, guys, you need to open up this pit because you are so not six feet apart. You know, like I don't I don't know if we're going to see something like that for a while. And know? I think you know, even if we do, like, there's so many, like, going to a concert, like they pat you down and check and see what you have in your pockets and what are you doing. Like, I have to wear a mask and gloves. Like, that's gonna cause some security problems. Like. For me, <clears throat> I would say the one thing that I miss doing the most is going to the movies. Like, I love oh, watching a movie on a yeah. big screen, and I am so looking forward to King Kong versus Godzilla later this year. And there's a ton of movies that we should have already seen, A Quiet Place 2, Candyman, like all these movies that were supposed to come out that would be amazing on the big screen that we're not going to get a chance to see for at least the foreseeable future. 
And, you know, I love going to the, the AMC dine-in, and AMC is not going to be a fucking thing anymore unless Amazon buys them, like, according to whatever rumors are going around. Um, but for me, it's weird. Like, I hate people so much. <laughs> like, I really do. But we have a small apartment. It's essentially three rooms. And I love my pat cave. Like, I love it. Like, there's so much stuff in here. Like, you guys, when we were on the, the video feed, you could see a little bit of, like, what's behind me. There's so much shit in here. Like, I have uh, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation... Oh, I have PlayStations 1 through 4 in here. I have an Xbox, an Xbox 360. I have a Nintendo. I have a Sega Genesis. I have a Nintendo 64. There's, like, all kinds of video games. There are two TVs three computers like there's a ton of shit in this room like there's a wine fridge that right now is is fully stocked like there is a ton yeah, of shit in here a wine fridge i need me one of those oh yeah oh yeah i have a second one that was she's in my a, office at the old job thing. that's supposed to be in the office at my new job but it is in the back of my car it, uh, it doesn't get as cold as your normal kitchen fridge, which is perfect for storing wine. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get one for my room. You definitely do. And it's you can get them it. in varying sizes. So, you know, you can get a larger one. Before, like, your, your dorm room or just your room or whatever, you know, you can get smaller ones. And they can be relatively Well, uh, a, regular, a, a, a mini fridge is cheap. A wine fridge is slightly different. Like, the wine fridges have, like, the specific racks that are for bottles of booze. Mini fridge, you can just, you can probably get a, a decent-sized one for, like, 60 bucks, especially once, uh, you know, given another month or so when uh, all the going-to-college stuff starts going on sale. That's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, time at the, at the stores. But, yeah, going to the movies is one thing. Like, and like I was saying, like, we have three rooms here. We have... Our bedroom, we have this room, and the living room slash kitchen. Like, if we had a bigger place where there was a little bit more, um, like, variety, like a, a slight change of scenery, and I know, you know, if you go to a, if you, you know, you're going to a, a going to work, like, Ashes and I worked at the same place together. Uh, I was there for a little over five, almost five and a half years. Going there every single day, yes, it was the same room. But it was a different experience every day. And I could get up and I could walk around the building. I could go see her. I could go see other people, have a conversation with someone, go back and do my work. Here it's me by myself. And although I, like, like I said, I hate people because so many of them are just so fucking dumb. Um, I kind of miss having human interaction. Uh, like Bree said, you know, we do the... Uh, the Friday the 13th thing, like I picked up the game specifically so I could play online with, you know, our horror friends that we don't get to see because there aren't any conventions. Mm -hmm. So like that, and that that's the double, the double-edged sword of conventions. Losing that is we don't get, A, we don't get, you know, the convention experience itself. You know, like you were saying, going, uh, Brie, you know, going to get stuff from the vendors, you know, truly outrageous or, or, uh, uh, frightfully clean or or Alex or Witter Entertainment or you know any of these people that we only get to see once a year at you know say Rock and Shock 
you know, because exactly. I don't I don't look at these as like this is a horror convention. I look at it as this is a family reunion. This is my horror family. This is my podcast family. This is my, you know, my movie family. Like I'm especially bummed because I had like all this stuff in the works for this year. Like I was going to direct my first movie. Like, Same. I have a script. I have a location scout. Like I have all these people that are like. You have an actress. Yes, I have my lead <laughs> actress. Um, I have all these people that were willing to work with me. That are like, sure, if you help me on my film, I will work on your film. And like we had all these quid pro quos going, and like, you know, it was work for work as opposed to like you know paying for the. I ain't got no goddamn money, and. You know, we were all going to work together, and like right around now is when I would be filming. And yeah, that's exactly where I am too. I was supposed to be filming this month my mm -hmm. not my first film or not my first script by any means, but Rob Lee had reached out to me and he said, "Hey, um, I know you're a really good writer. Like, would you want to make a film with me?" I said, "Sure." Um, we had everything set up, literally everything, and it was supposed to be May, and now here we are. And I totally feel you too, Pat, because. Honestly, like my one of my favorite memories that I like to remember during this is me and Crystal's birthday dinner um, for Rock and Chalk last year because we had like 25 people like at these long ass tables drinking margaritas, eating good Mexican food right after Rock and Chalk, and it was just so good. So yeah, I feel like we, we were there. Rock and Chalk this year, ladies. Yeah, What's and that? I know. so Crystal, your your birthday is also in October. Same, Same exact day as And which is only a couple days after Ashes. Yep. Yep. So, like... We're all Libras with Scorpio tendencies. <laughs> yeah, yep. my moon is my moon is Scorpio or my rising is Scorpio. It's one or the other. I know I'm Taurus something and then... No, I'm Taurus moon and Scorpio rising, I think. I might my wrong. daughter is uh, only three days after me, so oh, that's really? interesting. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's... yeah, we butt heads a lot. <laughs> There's something about October women. <laughs> yeah, sure it's... is. I, I'm just the oddball out. <laughs> no, Shelby, I think your your birthday's right around mine. Aren't you in April? I'm in June. All right, so no, yeah, I'm, I'm so you have else. one coming up. I do. Make sure you message us your address, please. Okay. Shelby's gonna be 25. Oh, indeed. 25. I love turning 25. It was fun. I turned 25. I'm going to be a quarter of a century. Oh, but it, it, honestly, like, I love getting older. It only gets better. Like, seriously. It was, uh, my 25th was so much fun. My 30th was even better. I'm so looking forward to my 35th. Oh, that's this year. I, I mean, it, it's still going to be fabulous. We'll, we'll make it work. Like, like Tim Gunn says, make it work. See, I, yes. I enjoy getting older yes, because queen. I get better looking every day, mainly because my eyesight starting no, to go. You get better looking with every glass of wine that I have. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have insurance and my eyesight is going. Which is why he came home with six bottles of wine when he went out shopping seven. earlier. Se seven, oh, seven bottles of wine. Seven bottles of wine. He's like, I went shopping. There's, a, there's a little place up the street from us. That's a, it's a, it's a local little... Well, yeah local liquor store and they have this carlo rossi sangria and they have six different varieties and it's 350 a bottle so you can get six bottles for like 20 bucks and they give you a discount because like i got 
those six bottles, and I got a bottle of Apothic Sparkling. Yum. The sparkling red. Yes. I'm hoping that they make that a permanent fixture because it is Same. delicious. And I got like that five or six dollars off. They were just like, oh, yeah, you get a discount for buying so much, you fucking booze hound. <laughs> That's so awesome. I actually have a question for you guys. Have you learned anything about yourself while dealing with this whole pandemic? Hmm. We'll go, uh, Crystal, you first. Bueller. <laughs> well, she, I know she was working on something, so we'll go. Uh, we'll we'll start with you, Bree. Oh me. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I've learned a whole lot about. Well, no, that's not true. Um. Now that I've had more time for myself, I've found myself in my head more, which being um being diagnosed with bipolar depression, that can be a good or a bad thing, but I've learned more about what's going on in my head and I've been doing a lot more self-reflection which I guess is good obviously instead of because a lot of times I'm just like hey I'm just going to distract myself distract myself distract myself I can only distract myself so much when you're home and limited um so I guess I learned a little bit more about my own brain which is good but besides that I mean most mostly I'm the same I don't know and I learned that I really like online gaming with my friends because like before, I didn't really get to. I didn't really talk to Marcus from New York much um, because I would just wait until conventions or whatever. Now we have this online thing, and I'm like, oh, I actually really like this. I'm actually talking to my friends more and like friends that I wouldn't normally talk to. And I realized I love mail a lot during this, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Like you know, Marcus isn't somebody that I normally chat with, but you know, with the the gaming, like that's awesome. Like, and I don't play games online. Like, I just I Either. don't. The only one that I come close to is because I didn't have an option was uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Like, you have to play online. Like, you know, there's the campaign mode, but like, if you want to advance your character, you have to play online. And it's fine because I play without headphones, so I don't know which nine year old fucked my mom, so I don't have to <laughs> worry about that. But um, yeah, how about uh, you, Shelby? What have what have you learned about yourself? Um, that I definitely suck at communication, just in general. Because I mean, usually I was good about just reaching out to people, but I know definitely because of the quarantine, I've tried to work on it more. And for the first part of the quarantine, I was living by myself, so all I had to talk to was my dogs. And they are very judgmental of that. <laughs> so, I mean, just within the past week, I've actually moved in and now I have roommates. So now I actually have people to talk to. And we've been playing D&D a lot. <laughs> so it's nice to actually have that human interaction that I haven't had before. And I mean, also, I suck at first-person shooter games. <laughs> I, I am so bad at them. My brother makes me play with them and i'm just so bad what have you been playing uh modern warfare so both of my brothers are super into it and they're like hey you should come join our squad and i'm like 
okay, and I'm always the first one to die. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's how I am with playing Star Wars. Like, I love this game, and I recently reinstalled it to start playing again because they added a whole bunch of stuff, you know, because this was, uh, like, three, four years ago this came out. So, like, there's some stuff that takes place up to the end of um, Force Awakens. Like, your your the storyline you play in the campaign mode is right along the same line, but they added a whole bunch of stuff into it since then. So, like, now there's all the, the troopers from uh, Rogue One, and you can play as Captain Phasma. Like, there's all this extra stuff that got added in. So it's like, okay, this is really rad. Like, I love doing this, so, like, I'm going to play it. Like, I loved playing it on PS2 because I was able to just, you know, run around and play as you know, by myself without all kinds of, you know, people uh, that have been playing it for four years and are, like, a million levels higher than me. Kind of like uh, Bree and I in uh, Friday the 13th. Like, we just got the game, and, like, some of our friends are like, oh, I'm level 150, I've maxed it out. And we're like, oh, I'm level 12. Yeah, and I'm sitting here freaking accidentally running Patrick over. Yeah. <laughs> I came... <laughs> I came. That I'm was like, so funny. I came home and he's like, "Bree ran me over," and I I'm was like, like, "Put the battery in the car. Here. <laughs> I will, I will cover you." And she's like, "Okay," and she backed the car up and crushed and killed me. Oh gosh, I know a really uh, another fun game to play is Dead by Daylight. So I've heard you can, either, you can either play as a killer or a survivor. So usually I'll play with my brothers as survivors, but. During that, you're, like, trying to fix generators to escape, mm-hmm. and whenever you miss a check, it blows up in your face, and the killer knows where you are. My, my brothers will constantly just come over and purposely miss the check on a generator I'm on, because they are much better at dodging the killer than I am, so again, I'm always the first to die. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. I guess now they've starting to get, they've started to get into Predator, but, like, Predator is $60, and Friday the 13th was $5. So I know which one I'm going to be playing more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, so, Crystal, are you back with us? Yeah, I was on mute earlier. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I mean, I know you said you've got, you know, you're, you're working on stuff. You're, you're working on a look right now. Um, I am. So you're, you know, it's, it's harder for you to maintain a conversation and, and be animated. Because I know I, I wave my hands all around like I'm a lunatic when I, when I talk. <laughs> By the way, that look that you sent Patrick uh, via oh. Facebook Messenger, yes. amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Like, first of all, that lace front is killer. I love the color of it. I love co- certain colors on other people. Like, I, I stick to what I know, but, like, I love colorful hair. Like, Shelby, your hair is always, like, perfection. Like, oh, thank you. Colors. Especially because I do it myself. I feel like it looks horrible sometimes. Oh, same. I, I do my own hair, so I'm very critical of myself. But when it comes to other people's hair, I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, I'm really eager to see Bree's hair when she's not so purple and willing to share with the rest of the class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that 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 color, the color of that lace front was just, ah. Uh, that color looks amazing on your skin tone. Like it was. It I was, was surprised that it actually looked that good on me. I've only had my hair, uh, not not won't share the look or ruin it, but the wig was green, and I um I've never had just green. I've had like teal to green and stuff, and I honestly was shocked how much I liked how I looked in it too. 
It was different for me. I think the green works. Yeah, it might, it might be something I do in the future, you know, when I can get out of this quarantine and uh, get all these 735 faded colors out of my hair. Well, <laughs> I will say that I have, uh, and I've used this for myself, but it, for me it fades too quickly. But uh, I have uh, a jar of um, electric lizard from Manic Panic. Oh, uh, yeah? I just found it doesn't hold as long as the hot, hot pink or even the purple. Because I dye my beard, as you know, you guys know. But uh, I think I might go to purple for a while because it's been pink for a long time. And I might do purple just because the purple just tends to stay because I have the the darker hair. Although I have all around my beard, it's all white. Like I'm getting a lot of like white streaks. It's not. It's not all white. It's it's very it's very distinguished looking. It's like my 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 buddy. You're like a silver fox. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I'm more like a silver hibernating bear. Um, But yeah, Crystal, uh, same question to you. Like, have you learned anything about yourself during during quarantine that, you know, maybe surprised you or maybe something that you knew but was enhanced by the fact that you've had to, you know, kind of change your lifestyle up? Well, during the quarantine, I'm actually going through a lot of other things, too, and uh, like I have mold in my house and some family issues and landlord issues. So during this time, I've learned how actually resilient I can be. I've always known that I'm a pretty resilient person, but um, most people that I speak to that hear my exact situation and stuff sit there and tell me they don't know how I get up every day and do things like paint my whole house and my yard. So I've learned that I'm extremely resilient and I've also learned how to back down and stop being so stubborn and ask for help. That is what I've learned. That is uh, something that I find a lot of folks with your type of personality. And again, I don't know you super well, but, you know, from conversations we've had, uh, you know, I think that that's something that you kind of have to be forced to do, you know, because I'm the same way. Like, I will just you know there's a wall in my way let me just keep smashing my head against it and no matter how bloody i get i know eventually i'm going to get through it you know that's me there's you know that tends to be a common trait in in my circle of of friends um because you hang out with libras and portuguese girls like me and crystal (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's stubborn He's yeah. attracted to the stubbornness. Oh, I mean, <laughs> look at who I live with. Hello. I mean, oh. <laughs> I know, it's like, do you, do you want yeah, help with that? It's really difficult for a person like me to ask for help. I've, I mean, I was raised by my grandfather, who was the type of man who like built his own house that he lived in from scratch and his parents' house and did everything on his own. He didn't hire anybody for anything. He knew how to do everything. And I always admired that growing up and I always wanted to learn how to do everything, which is part of the reason why I really love to learn. So, I mean, painting my entire house, sanding it, building things. I love, I love to do it. My own yard work, everything. And it's just really hard for me to ask for help growing up like that. Like, you can do everything yourself. You don't need anybody. I mean, I've changed my own tires. I've put in new radiators in my car. I've helped with, you know, transmission jobs. I've done a lot of different weird things in my life because I like variety and I like a change of scenery. Who doesn't? And that's another thing about this quarantine. The lack of change of scenery 
can really get people down, you know? Yep. Is it because you like being self-sufficient? I really do. Yes, I really do. Same. Same. It's, it's, it's uh, also because I grew up, you know, my parents had a very difficult life and my brother did too. And for the most part of my life, I've always been like the parent. You know, I kind of grew up as like the parent for my parents and things like that. So um, I've had to grow up a lot quicker, which, you know, I mean, it helped me with the reason my kid, I had her really young. I had her at 23, but it also taught me to be that stubborn person to like not ask for help. I mean, I'm still trying to work on some things too. Like when people will sit there and tell me, you know, um, this looks awesome or that looks awesome. And then they'll say underneath it something else or ask a question I won't even this is a terrible thing about me I won't even say thank you half the time I'll just notice that they asked a question and needed help and I'll answer that first and then I'll go back and I'll say thank you because I, I just I go like right over that into like wanting to help somebody yeah so, it's how you're you know, like oh I like your shoes and I'm like oh they I got them from so and so and then I say thank you so it's just things that I've, I need to change about me. I'm just a very helpful person and I want to help everybody else, which gives me a lot of stress when I need help. And it makes me nervous to ask, you know, I'm like, no, I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. So this is definitely a, um, a time where we all get to self-reflect and learn a lot of things about ourselves. I think. Yeah, I yes. completely agree. Now, what about you, Patrick? What have you learned about yourself? What have I learned? I've learned that... Your wife is amazing, and she puts up with a lot. I knew that for a <laughs> while. Like, you guys don't know this story, but, like, the first day we met, like, I went home, and I was telling people that I met the girl I was going to marry. And the first... The only person who gave me shit about that was my dad. Oh, you don't know. You can't tell that. I'm like, um... Question. What's the first thing you said to mom when you met her? You walked up to her and said, you're going to have my kids someday. You didn't oh know God. her name. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, it worked out. Luckily. But, like, to give someone shit, like, for him to give me shit for being like, yeah, I met the girl I'm going to marry. And for him to be like, oh, that's you can't say that. You don't know. I'm like, well, you told mom you were, she was going to have your kids. And you, oh, that's different. Yes, I said marriage. You said children, but the concept is basically the same. No, my uh, the thing that, and I told her this. Like we had a conversation a few days later. We have lots of conversations. I know, but I told her this a couple days later, and I was like, I was like, yeah, and she's like, oh, you know, I don't know what kind of impression you got, you know, because I'm not gonna get into. Oh, really? Like, this is the one and only time you're not going to get into the corny details? No, I meant, like, the, the details of the uh, the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to leave me with some dignity? <laughs> <laughs> Although, once we were married, telling your mom about the day we met was, like, one of the funnest things I ever got to do. Because uh, it, it was a wild, wild afternoon. Um, but... I told her, I was like, yeah, I've been telling people I met the girl I was going to marry, and she told me that her ring size, so, you know, I knew things were off to a good start. But Aww. as far as what I have learned about myself, um, I have learned that I, uh, I need some variety in my life when it comes to 
my location. I've, you know, I we've been saying we've lived in this place for about eight Too years, long. and Too long. we've been saying like, oh, we got to get get to a new place because we have just like boxes and totes full of things because we we outgrew this apartment yeah we've outgrown this apartment but like i'm also a gypsy child so like i need to i I need to move every couple of years and we haven't so yeah we we need to get to a new place but like the rent is good like it's in a good neighborhood like it's not like it's local to where we work so like it's it's convenient it's it's all right but it's three rooms and I've learned that I cannot, like, as much as I was like, oh, I can work from home. Oh, I love working from home. Oh, I can just sit here and watch movies all day. And I watched, like, 72 movies during April while working from home. Oh, geez. And, yeah, I'm up to about 180 so far this year. And I was like, oh, this is great. I just watch movies nonstop, and this is all I'm doing, and I'm playing video games. But, like, you know, I can't play video games and work. But I've learned that, like, I need to have human interaction because when she comes home, I'm like a fucking golden retriever. I'm, like, running up. I'm hugging her. I'm like, hey, guess what? Like, this is how my, my day Here's my key in the door, and he's just, like, his ears perk up, and he just greets me <laughs> at the door. And I don't know how long you've been gone. It might have been five minutes or it might have been a year. I don't know. <laughs> I, I pet his head and tell him what a good boy he is. Yeah, it's – she's like, you need to go to work. <laughs> like, I need to go and – like I think you've learned as much as you dislike people, you love certain people. Like the company that you keep is exceptional. I need and to you really miss that. Interact with Present humans. Present company included. Yes. I need to interact with more humans. Like I love like Bree, how many times have I just like gone on a rant about like crazy shit and like I dominated the for conversation? That. I'm sorry. In the the Friday the Thirteenth chat, I'll just ta- start talking about something because I have no one to tell it to. Like I have no one to talk to all day. I think it's funny because honestly, like I feel like most of that conversation, like most of the people, they just like they're good for like a couple messages here and there, and then it's like, no, like let's actually conversate. Like this is okay, guys. Yeah, I don't I just, know. I, mean, I also feel like most guys are just men of few words, where women are like, I need to tell you everything at all times oh no and patrick like is that. definitely good for that i will <laughs> yeah, I and i will that. i will say this like because this is another thing that i was i was going to bring up because um as far as i know you ladies are all single at the moment so my question is has the quarantine or the fact that people are not able to go out as much has that slowed down the amount of fucking scumbag dipshits that have been hitting on you mercilessly because I know this happens to all three of you because no. you are <laughs> women. So No. Well, no, no. It, it, it's not the fact that they're just women. They are beautiful, ethereal, talented uh-huh. women, which just kind of puts them in a separate, like, box all on their own. Right. But, yeah. I mean, you know, and... And see, this is a, a, a thing that I, I think works in my favor is that you ladies are, you know, we have conversations all the time. And you guys know that I'm not after anything. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely want to talk to you and have conversations, and I genuinely want to know how you're doing. So I think that kind of helps, like, our relationships. But 
So, Bree, you you go first. What's uh, has, have you noticed anything different? I have gotten such an influx of people, like, and I think it's just because everyone's so bored, and like, it's okay. So it's funny. So there's guys who used to talk to me a lot, like guy friends, whatever, before the quarantine, and like I thought maybe they like me or whatever. During the quarantine, radio silence. It's like, oh, you probably got a girl at home, don't you? But whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and that's really funny because I I love watching people's patterns and how they do things. Um, But I've gotten an influx of people because they're so bored and they're like, hey, like, I'm going to talk to this girl and whatever, whatever. And I feel like I'm learning that like, but it's funny because I've gotten way more female attention during this quarantine, which I very much appreciate because they're just better all around in my opinion. Um, but it's, I've never had such an influx of women, like being into me and like talking to me as much during any amount of time. But now it's like, everyone's alone and home and bored and whatever. And they're talking and like people have time to make connections with other people because they're not doing a million things at once anymore. So it's like, okay, so I've had good luck, bad luck. Because I've had, it's, mostly the gross people are the guys, because guys have no tact, like, 90% of them, um, or no common sense, or no sense of, like, oh, you're signaling that you don't want to talk to me? Oh, well, I don't get that signal. Like, unless, unless you hit me over the head with a, with a pan, I'm not going to notice. So, where women, like, they're just more, I don't know, they're better to me. So, it's shitty that I have more guys bugging me mostly i mean there's some nice people whatever but i'm enjoying the influx of pretty women talking to me so i don't know that's my experience shelby how about (laughs) you as the uh the youngin of the group so for me i picked the wrong time to become single so i became single right before this quarantine and i'm like oh okay i'll put myself back out there and get these dating apps it was the wrong move (laughs) to do because like she was saying guys are just just not classy at all and i'm like it's hard to pretty much find a needle in a haystack aka hard to find people actually wanting relationships in a giant thirsty trough of men (laughs) not looking for relationships i'd say it's more like finding a piece of hay in a stack of needles hello i'm here Hello. We're still oh, here. I thought I was losing you guys for a second there. I've got a little robotty. No, no, we're I still here. Too. Did you ask me? No, I asked uh, Shelby. She was going, and I I interrupted her a little bit. But you're you're next. Oh, it's just breaking up. Sorry. No, it's not your fault. Is it me? I don't think it's me. My signal's yeah, still strong. Yeah, you've been real. You've been getting robotty for some reason. That's odd. Hmm. Me. Fiddle with the buttons. How about now? Yeah, you're fine now. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, But yeah, I interrupted Shelby in the middle of uh, what she was saying. Shelby, did you have Uh, more? Oh, no, you're fine. It's just, like, also I agreed that more females are starting to come out of the woodwork as well. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's because people are bored. But now, like... The horizons are now opening to both sides of the fence. Because usually, like, 
I, I just normally don't get females that try to talk to me, and now both sides are, and I'm like, this is great. Exactly. <laughs> Crystal, how about you? Well, I've been single for a really long time, and I am very vocal about not wanting to date. Um, so I don't normally get messages from guys, and if I do, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty bitchy to them immediately if they're hitting on me. So it kind of like dies right there. No, I mean, that's that's a good way to approach it. I, I mean, I think. See, I am of the the uh, the like clueless thing because I've told Ashes so like I don't I wouldn't know if a woman is flirting with me because I just I don't know like that's not how and she's like yeah because it's happened a few times like I think it's adorable I've had somebody all right one time um is she, it the Wegmans girl no not the Wegmans girl the uh the one from Sprint when I had uh because Ash got me an engagement ring well, the reason why he got an engagement ring was because he made a comment. I don't understand why guys can't have engagement rings too. Yeah. So I got him one. Yeah, she it was, got it. it was very Boy Meets World. Yeah, I got a. a it's a nice tungsten carbide, uh, you know, awesome like silver with a blue and black interior like band going around the middle of it. It's great. I love it. And so I was wearing it on my left hand until we were getting married. And I was working at Sprint. And this woman was, like, very forward with me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm married. Because I essentially considered myself married at that point. And she's like, well, I don't want to keep you. I just want to borrow you. And I had no idea how to come back from that. And I just kind of, like, smiled and laughed. <laughs> and like that's not my personality but like I get so uncomfortable with that because as far you know and I, I've told this to people before there is an issue that I have that every single woman on the planet has and the problem that they have is they're not her they're not Ash so that's the, the issue that every other woman has As far, that's that's how I look at it Someone's been drinking the Kool-Aid. No, I've been drinking orange vanilla rum <laughs> with orange vanilla Coke, which is quite the delightful combination. That's so sweet, though. Like, I can't even deal. <laughs> <laughs> me like, neither. Oh, no, she I'm, can't. I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't know if it's the lever in me or just me, but, oh, my God, I, am, I, can't, I can't deal. Like, literally, even just watching, like, a marriage on TV, I cry. I'm ridiculous. And you'd never guess that from someone like me, I guess. But you guys are adorable. I, I love mean, you guys. You're like one oh, of my favorite thank couples. You. Well, thank you. Yeah, we've been together for almost 11 years. It'll be 11 years in September. I met him when I was 23. 23. Uh, grew up a lot. And a mm -hmm. lot of, I, I mean, like I, I kind of, you know, uh, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't so much get this given our dynamic. But like he's pretty much part of the reason why I am the person I am today. Yeah, like it's weird like that I had a positive influence on someone. Like I still don't <laughs> get that. <laughs> you know. Um so yeah, it's uh it's nice having someone to be quarantined with, you know, because I I easily I'm very independent, I'm very self-sufficient, so I easily could have been quarantined by myself. 
Um, but it's really nice, you know, because I'm still working. It's nice to have someone to come home to. I mean, even though he chats my ear off for like the next hour, hour and a half, you know, um, it's it's nice. It's really nice. And, you know, I think quarantine has definitely made me appreciate that a little bit more, especially now that we're not working together. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we don't we see were, each I've been other. working at this place for 11 years. 11, 11, 11 years. 11 years. 11 seems to be the magic number. Um, you know, and we've been working together for the, for the, for the past five years. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that happened right before quarantine. So quarantine has been a really big adjustment. Um, and, and now it's going to be an even bigger adjustment for me because yeah. I've received some interesting news at work. So um, gonna be working a lot more. Gonna be working a lot more, but it's a it's a good thing. But but yeah, I think for I mean, obviously, <laughs> I don't have to worry. Actually, no, I I take that back. I do have guys sliding into my DMs, but it doesn't happen as often as it used to because I think most people like when they meet me, they meet him. So they just, you know, they they know. So there's like a respectful like boundary there, which you would think would give them like more of of a, of a uh, more confidence. Like I can do better than that. <laughs> oh, stop! I, honestly, if Ashley was single, I or Ashes was single, yeah, I would I would have hit on her. So, oh well, thank you. When uh, I saw you at Rock the Shock, I saw you at the table, and I was like, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> And then I saw you two together, and I was like, "Ah, I was like, they're cute together." I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna go up here. And I was, I was honestly intimidated to talk to you guys because you guys look so fun, and like, I was just shy. I don't know why, but I was shy. I was like, because I, I know everyone. Like literally, I can throw a stone at Scarecon, and I, and I hit someone I know. Yeah. So you guys were like people I didn't know yet, and I was like, hmm, do I? Do I talk to them? Which I'm usually really good at talking to people, but for some reason I was like, they look more fun than me. I'm intimidated. <laughs> I also had that horrible beard where I looked like I slept in a boxcar. Like no. I had, well, because I had like the full beard with the full oh, mustache. Oh, because it was okay. So we are really big hockey fans, and it was in the middle of playoffs. So and typically during the playoffs, cup, so. you grow your playoff beard. So right. because I can't grow a playoff beard, at least not on my face, um, he, you know, does does the whole full beard and like with the mustache too and he looks like he diddles children in the back oh, of his the van. Oh, I do oh not grow a good mustache. He does, he does not. But uh but yeah, so that that's what it was. So um but they thank you for the compliment. Well, I don't know if that was weird to say, but I'm just No, really I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad that you did. You know, because otherwise we wouldn't be in this conversation. I mean, think we were just talking about. But I mean, like same though, because I saw you walking by, you know, at ScaredCon, we had a pretty prime spot for our table for the podcast Mm. for Throwdown Thursday. So I saw you walk by several times. I saw you as Wednesday Adams. You also had this cute little like schoolgirl thing that you wore one day because you were covering. Oh, you were covering Alex Hoey's table. Alex was not there. Yeah, Yeah, you guys were like three tables over from me. Gotten sick and he couldn't make it and you guys were just super cool friends and took over for him so he could still have a presence there. Um, 
yeah, I, I remember seeing you and I'm like, oh, she's so cute. Like, and I, you know, I and you, you had raffle for whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> and like you were just like surrounded by people the entire time. And I was just like, oh, they look like I mean, you know, that was our first convention like actually having a table yeah. at a convention because typically like we go and we're we're pressed so we can roam like around and do stuff people. but you know that was the first time that we actually you know had a had an actual table and could really base. you know interact with people and stuff and yeah so i remember seeing you and thinking i'm like oh she's so cute she's always dressed up and i thought you were always put together and your eyeliner was always on point mm-hmm. <laughs> and like so still to this day i see you and your eyeliner is always on point i will say this when it comes to conventions and things like this um I have an easier time if, like, the two of us are together approaching and, like, because, like, I'll see somebody like, you know, you three ladies, and I'll be like, oh, she looks rad. I want to talk to her. But if it's just me, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, and you guys know me, and you know I'm not creepy, and I would just want to talk to you because you look like you're fucking rad. But... I guess I got really lucky because when I met you at um, Rock and Shock, I was, you were alone, but I was behind the 508 booth. So you were already there. And then Ashes walked up. And I remember seeing you two side by side. And I was like, I have to know these people with matching pink hair. I have to know them so bad. It's our it's our Marco Polo. So when we get lost in the crowd, I could just be like pink beard, and he could be like pink hair. It's harder to find each other. You said it's my calling card, and I was like, that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's harder at cons and concerts, but like if we're just out and about, like have you seen the girl with the bright pink hair? Yeah, she's three aisles over. Okay, thanks. Like, but at cons, like obviously it's it's tougher. Right. But, right. you know, again, like... But, oh, my God. Okay, so this is actually making me miss conventions a lot right now because, you know, aside from Shelby, who I met on... Like, we haven't met in real life. We met on Facebook through the group Amalgamania, which is a great group if anybody's interested in, like, geeky, nerdy culture and just kind of feeling like you belong. And like, they were on a... They were doing the podcast last night. I, I called in... And it was Shelby and our friend Jordan and uh, Ian, and they were talking about like secret societies. And they totally exist. And by we the way. T- we talked about secret societies oh, yeah. for half an hour. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. But like Shelby okay. is someone I can I can envision meeting at a convention. This is making me like miss conventions so much. We got, if once mm-hmm. if Rock and Shock ever comes back or, or Scaricon comes back, like we got to get Shelby up here, so like she can come hang out with us. Oh, for sure. Um, Rock and Shock is definitely coming. It's not going to be called Rock and Shock. Um, I'm friends with um, Molly, who's the wife of Kevin, and she said that it's definitely coming back. It's just going to be rebranded into a different name. That's what Um, I've heard, and I've had a couple conversations with Kevin about potential guests. Yeah, Molly said that they're probably not going to do music. Um, which honestly, I'd rather not have any more fucking ICP people. Just, just me. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I'd rather not have them at our conventions because honestly, they brought in a lot of negative energy when we did have rock and shock. So that's in my experience. But, um, she said that they're still going to do something. Obviously we don't know with this year now, but she's like, yeah, we're going to do something. It's just going to be rebranded basically. And I said, okay. So, um, yeah, she's like, you know. 
I'll need your help with a couple things, of course. Um, so yeah. that's definitely happening. Scarecon was just in a really shitty spot. And, you know, I talked to a couple people who knew what was going on with that. So I hope that it happens next year. I just, I know that a lot of the problem was location this year. And then obviously with COVID, it wouldn't happen either way. Right. So right. Well, my big thing is we wanted to defend our, our, uh, our award. Like we, we were nominated for two awards last year. We got nominated for uh, best interview, which we won. I was very excited about that. Mm-hmm. I like literally got emotional at, at the acceptance speech. I thought I was going to cry because I was like, I don't win awards for anything. And we got nominated for best overall show, which was fucking insane. I know. I saw. That's awesome. Like that. And we still have that award. But like the convention scene, I think that's probably I, I retract that. Like, I mean, as much as I want to just run and jump into the first mosh pit I can find, I really want to go to a convention and hug my friends like we're huggers and pretty much like everyone in the convention scene are all huggers to an extent. And I give good hugs. And like, I, I really <laughs> I really miss that. I miss seeing people because for some people. That's the only place you see them is at, you know, conventions because, you know, we all have day jobs and a life and, you know, families and what have you. So, yeah, I really, I really miss that. Yeah. You know, and it'd be nice to see all you guys. And I've never hugged Crystal, so I need to remedy that. So I I miss those conventions because it's um, not to, you know lack of better words, but it's where all the weirdos are. All my yes. weirdos, yes. all people who are like me, that when I say a movie quote or I reference some sort of makeup or anything really strange and unusual that I get made for, fun of in the regular public of my hometown, which is very country bumpkin-like, people look at me like a weirdo. But when I'm at a convention, I'm with my family, and I really miss that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We we call certain conventions family reunions. Yeah, I mentioned that about Rock and Show. Yeah, yeah. But like a couple of other ones have turned into that as well because, you know, you're just surrounded with people who you feel so comfortable with. You know, like in everyday society, you know, you're kind of looked out on to like like an outcast, you know. We are the weirdos, mister. You know, we wear it as a badge of honor. But, you know, when you go to these conventions, it's just, you know, I like not being the only one with really weird hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like not like being the only one wearing weird horror clothes, you know? Right? Like sometimes yeah. it's great owning yourself and sticking out like a sore thumb, but sometimes you just want to go to a place where it's kind of like cheers. You want to go where everyone knows your name, you know? You, you wanna... know, like if I'm wearing my McCready's pest control shirt, I don't want someone to come up to me and ask if I can get rid of their termites. I want them to know what that's from. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, everyone like and people help each other too. So like with con- like with a lot of conventions I was at, like, um, like if you're depressed or whatever, and people know it, they're like, "Hey, you know, let me help you." Like whatever. Like people always try to cheer you up. Like Alex's family, they're amazing. So um, at Rock and Chalk last year, because I was helping work the booth, his mom put up like a little um, like a privacy screen, and I was like, "Oh, what's that for?" And she's like, "That's if anybody needs to get away." if they need to hide from somebody or if they need to change or fix their outfit, this is for them. And I'm like, Oh my God. And like, you just random stranger. She's such a sweetheart. Alex's mom, if you've never met her is amazing. And like, even my friend Christoph, I never see him except for um, conventions because he lives in Ohio. 
he owns horrormerch.com and he like he saw that I was really depressed one day um, at Rock and Shock and he's like hey come behind the booth and I was like okay and he just handed me and he like didn't remember my name he just knew me from like the other conventions where we said hi whatever and he goes come here okay so I sat down and he handed me a um reds or no I don't know it was one of those apple cider things that I'd never had before um and he was just like here you go you're not gonna spend eight dollars on the shitty bud light that they have here and I'm like oh and he goes did that smile make you smile I'm like yeah and like you know that's how we are and like if he needed help I would like booth hop and I'd be like all right so I'd sell some shirts for him and he's like oh my god you sold so many shirts I'm like yeah, you help me, I help you. Like, that's how these conventions are. Like, we're family. Yeah. We, like, even Ashes the other day, she sent me a freaking penguin. Like, <laughs> for no reason. And it, like, made my day. And I'm like, oh, like, we're family. I love everyone. Like, I miss everyone. It makes me sad, but it makes me happy to know I have them, like, in general. Well, it's but, it's not for no reason. It's because we all, you know, we're <laughs> all going through stuff. And, you know, we want to make sure that nobody gets left behind and i mean this is this this thing that's happening it's happening to everyone and some people are brave enough to be vocal about it you know and post how they're feeling on on social media and some people aren't like myself i'm i'm not very comfortable expressing my feelings you know on 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 the social media so you know i just i like to take the time whenever i can to you know just it was just a, a little something but i saw that you know it's it's i don't like to see certain people sad and i get it you know people are going to be sad because it's just it, th- this whole thing just sucks you know like there's really no no eloquent way to say it like this whole thing sucks but you know I've learned that, you know, random small acts of kindness really do add up. Yeah. They really do. I've been, uh, I've actually been online a lot lately. Um, I know that this Amazon guy is like trillions of dollars rich, but I've been actually trying to buy everything that I buy from a new person on like Etsy or somebody I've never met before or somebody who doesn't have necessarily a lot of followers and, I've just been trying to work with a lot of new and different people and connect over the internet with all different kinds of people that I can. And even me as, as tough of a time as I'm going through, I mean, there's people who've contacted me that, you know, are trying to like edit some of my photos for me because they don't, they're not making any money or anything like that. And I've sent them money to edit photos for me, even though I don't need it or ne- can't necessarily afford it because I mean, everybody needs to lift everybody up and it is okay to ask for help and it is okay to write online how you feel or message somebody how you feel. I mean, I feel like the society is just like a society that you kind of have to be strong and, and fight through it. And a lot of people are like, you know, I don't want to, I unfollowed you because you post about too many emotional things or whatever. And I feel like that's kind of unfair. I feel like everybody should be able to have their voice in whatever kind of way that they want to right now. And that it's a lot better than sitting and bottling it all up. We all need a release of some sort. Well, that was like, that's the whole point of like inviting you ladies onto the show. Like we had some structured, you know, conversation at the beginning, but in the last hour it's, you know, it's devolved into let's just talk about stuff and talk about how we're feeling and what we're doing. And, you know, it's, I wanted it to be therapeutic for all of us because, you know, while we're all going through this 
differently. We're all dealing with different challenges. We're all dealing with challenges. All of our lives have been, you know, upheaved and, you know, thrown into the into the fucking four corners of the of the of the earth and and there's so much that has changed and it's really affected us all like you know like crystal was saying like we're supposed to be strong and we're supposed to be you know resilient and it's like (laughs) there's a limit that everyone has and part of what i want to accomplish is keeping people away from their limit like well, and not only that, I feel like as as women, there are a certain set of expectations that are put upon us. So, you know, some of us are mothers, some of us are wives, some of us, you know, are just women trying to survive in, in our current society. And, you know, we're not supposed to think certain ways. We're not supposed to feel certain ways. And dude, fuck that. You know, like the misogyny that's still going on out there, despite everything going on with this pandemic. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, we we expect these these mothers to be, you know, the, the, the teachers, even though they have their own lives and, you know, their own jobs and stuff. We expect them to be the teachers and, you know, somehow the men get off the hook. And of course, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but this is the general gist of what I'm seeing. Hashtag not all men. (laughs) Shut up. I'm going to kick him. Um, You know, but yet, you know, there's this there's this expectation that women are still supposed to be poised through all of this. You know, men can get angry about having to wear the masks and having to do certain things and being stuck at home. And women are just supposed to take it with a grain of salt and support their their significant other and do what they're supposed to be, you know, doing. And 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 no. And no, like, uh, you know, there's this, um, keep seeing, like, different people post about this current wave of feminism that was going on before the pandemic and how it's changed slightly since the pandemic. And I say, yes, continue to change, continue to, you know, evolve Evolve and and stake your claim and live your life because you know i just i just hate how you know and and again if you want to be in your kitchen that is your prerogative that's your priority you know right women shouldn't have to feel like you know they need to be in their kitchen baking all different kinds of breads during this pandemic i agree so much because honestly and i don't like i love my sex worker friends that's just me um I have seen Hashtag so many men. sex work is important and yeah, should be. Yeah, it's very important. And I can't tell you. So the first, like, month of of all that's going on, all these guys are like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to watch all the porn. But the second a girl is like, hey, do you want to spend $5 and see mine and help me considering I can't work? They're like, no, because porn is free and you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that. And it's like, dude who cares let her work like it's like are you gonna tell me you've never been to a strip club you're gonna tell me on your 21st or at your bachelor party or whatever you never been to a strip club and you didn't drop a hundred dollars on a chick that you didn't know and then there's guys that are like no i didn't because i'm not gonna pay for blue balls okay good for you i don't give a fuck like at the end of the day these chicks are doing what they need to do and you know what most of them are making more than you dude these guys Mm want to talk and they're like oh you know i make this much and blah 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 because i work in an office Okay, well, my friend just 
you know, showed a picture of her tits to a bunch of dudes and made double what you made today. So good for you. But you're going to call her a whore with no work ethic. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Like, I can't. I the, I know I just went on a big rant, but no, no, I feel please. like sex workers are getting so shafted no, during this. Um, agreed. Pun, in, and pun I feel intended. Like that's, a, that's a conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> because, I mean, A, I think that sex work is... Real work. It's real. It's real. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Absolutely. And it is work. And it needs to be recognized as such. And they pay taxes and they buy into health insurance. And, you know, it's no different than what you and I do exactly. at the end yeah. of the day. It's really not. Um, I, I, Although I do tend to think that they put up with more bullshit. Which oh, means yeah. they are, they are indeed stronger than I could ever be. But, yep. but yeah, it's, uh, you know, getting into the conversation of, of supporting, you know, independent artists and stuff, you know, um, support your sex workers. You know, yes. I, I can't believe the, all of the, the posts and what on social media, um, bashing cam girls and, you know, all of these other women who are just, you know, doing what they can to put food on their tables. No, send yeah, me your like, nudes. Oh, send me five dollars. Like, right. It's like kids are expensive. Like and, and a lot of people like <laughs> it took me three weeks. It took me three weeks to get unemployment. It took me a month and a half to get my salmon. I was hurting. And like Crystal said, it's really hard for people like for people like me and her to let like ask for help. And I was hurting. I'm not gonna lie. And I had to ask for help and you know, they've been paid back everything, but like well, not that like they weren't paid back, but it was like my landlord. My landlord's like, don't you dare give me rent. Like you're not working right now. You haven't gotten like unemployment, whatever. Like there's other girls in that situation. There's other people in that situation. And it's like, really, if this is what they have to do to make sure their kid is fed, fuck you and leave them alone. Either, you know, help them succeed or walk away. There's no reason to, to turn down what they're, they're doing. It's no worse than saying that the person that works at McDonald's isn't a valid person. It's like, oh, they're not valid, but yet you're still going there at one in the morning to get your McChicken or McRib right. or whatever. Like at this point, they're considered as essential workers. And, you know, right. all of the people bashing the whole, like, the OnlyFans or whatever, you know, sites. It's just, we're all it, after the same end goal, you know? It's really ridiculous. Like, like just let people do their hustle. Like, yeah, everyone, right. everyone needs to do what they can to survive, especially right now. Like, so many people are getting laid off. Like, mm-hmm. so many people, like, aren't getting unemployment. Like, it's hard. So they have to do what they have to do just to get by. So, I mean, right. more, more power to them. I wouldn't have the balls to even do that. I mean, I'm in the situation, like, Ashes and I keep saying. Yeah, it's like... definitely, like, I see my friends. They struggle. So, and then they also have to deal with people who, like, obviously not right now during the quarantine, but when they come out of quarantine, when people know that you do sex work, they automatically think that they have rights to your body like and they just yes. grab your ass in public and that, that's, that's I mean, one that thing I cannot me. stand. Nope. I, I'm not even a sex worker and that happens to me. Like right? yeah, same. stuff. Don't same. let me see like, it. Well, it happens at conventions more nope. often than people can even don't, slightly understand. Don't let me Whoa. see it, because I will not stand for that shit. Absolutely not. That's and one a, that's one reason I refuse to go to conventions alone anymore is because if you're wearing like a tight costume or something like that, people automatically think, oh, you're wearing something tight and revealing. That means I'm allowed to touch you or 
do whatever I want type of thing. Oh, fuck so, no. I ask oh, every anyone no. who cosplays, I ask every single person, doesn't matter what they're doing, may I have your picture? May I take a picture of you? I'm, you know, and most of the times because I'm writing an article, other times it's because they're fucking amazing and I'm trying to document the the, the time. Always, always ask for consent. Like last convention yeah. I had went to, I was wearing a Robin costume, so the skirt was a little shorter. This guy had came up to me and just put his arm around me and was trying to take pictures with me without even asking. Nope. Oh, and nope. I, and thankfully, like, one of the guys nearby had, like, saw, because I had gotten, uh, one of my friends was off looking at something, so I was by myself, and thankfully someone had saw something and came over and intervened, but it's just crazy how people think, like, because I know especially people are like, oh, if she's wearing it, she asked for it nope. or whatever type of thing. So right. it's just crazy how people actually have that mentality. I've never yeah, understood exactly. that as a, as, a, as a man. I've never understood that. Like, there have been times when, you know, I won't take advantage of Ashes when she's drunk, even though she has soberly given me permission to do so, because right. that's, it's, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't do it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I can't understand it. And, you know, it. that's why, you know... I find it frustrating for me. Like, again, you guys know me. You know how I am. Like, I've never done anything inappropriate to you. I've never said anything, like, in a DM or anything. Like, I even, like, make sure I I kind of, like, couch my my words the way I say things because I don't want anything to be taken that way because I value the relationships that I have with people. Um. I can't understand how someone has the audacity to just walk up and like grab somebody's ass or walk up and just like put their arm around. So again, don't let me see it happen. Right. Like that's the dark side of conventions. And that's what I don't miss right now. As as much as I miss conventions and the whole like family reunion aspect of it and getting to, you know, see and support people and independent artists, you know, uh, in person, um, you know, you don't miss miss that. And a lot of times, you know, I know for me, um, when I'm at a convention, I'm selling something, you know, I'm, I'm promoting myself, I'm promoting the podcast or, you know, the network. One of my and, books. Or, or your books or something. So, like, you know, there's a, there's a line there. And oftentimes that line is crossed. And it's like, you know... Uh, I didn't hear anything you said because it just broke out. I don't know if it's my connection or what, but no, it broke out for me too. Oh, I don't... that's oh, a bummer. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's... I didn't hear anything you said, Ashes. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll have to fix it in post. Well, we've been going for almost two hours, and I know you ladies have other things that you need to do. So let's uh, kind of wrap this up. Um, I want you guys to promote anything that you have that you uh, are doing. And uh, Crystal, I'll start with you because I know you're very, very busy right now. So uh, let us know what you're doing, where we can find your work, how we can uh, help support you. Oh, well, I really don't have any way to help support me right now, unfortunately. Um, Not through my art or anything anyways. I do have a GoFundMe going right now, but it's kind of more personal thing. Um, So 
Um, you can check me out on Ocular Deceptions on Facebook. I basically do a lot of SFX work, and right now I'm doing a lot of SFX work on myself. Um, in the future, though, after this quarantine is all over, uh, anybody can contact me for any type of makeup. I'll also be opening a salon, which got put on hold for this whole quarantine. I was supposed to be opening it with my friend, the Lash Fairy. So I'll be doing brow waxing, full body waxing, brow henna, eyelash extensions, all different kinds of things. So you just find me on Facebook on Ocular Deceptions and check out some of my really creepy work. If you like horror, you'll definitely like what I do. And you don't you don't have anything that you're uh, selling at the moment? Any uh, any stuff? Not right now. Do? No. Um, I would like to get some prints together of some of my work, but I guess anybody could really contact me if they wanted prints of anything that I've ever posted on there. I'd gladly be doing that. Um, as far as right now, I'm so busy and I have a commission project that I'm actually working on for you that um, I'm doing a lot of brand new things with it. So I'm taking my time to make sure it comes out absolutely perfect. Um, so I'm kind of like booked on that end. But if anybody did want anything in the future from me, um, I'd gladly take any orders right now and just give them a big long time frame according yeah, to the you, coronavirus and things like that. So seeing what you've done with that project is fucking like, like I feel like I've underpaid you. Like it's amazing. <laughs> There's so many new skills that I'm applying to that that I just, you know, I want to do a lot of trial and error things before I put it all together. So that way you know, it comes out as perfect as I see it in my mind. Awesome. So, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely enjoying it. I've used this quarantine to learn a lot of new skills. Excellent. Which I can't wait to apply that to a bunch of future projects for everybody. And that's, you know, the best use of time, I think, people learning how to do new things. Uh, Bree, how about you? Um, if anybody would like to add... Um, like me on Facebook, they can find me on BMG events where I do my regular events, um, anywhere between uh, my Dead of Autumn Horror Festival, which they can like on Facebook, I run that, and other events, I do singles nights, Halloween nights, if you have a business and you want to get more people in the door, you can contact me through BMG events. I also run Cocktails and Screen Short Film Showcase in Providence, Rhode Island. It's a monthly short film showcase where we do um, short films every month for free. You get in free. So, um, so ugh, I can't talk. Submissions are free. It's all free to go. Um, you just have to have your film be under 15 minutes. Then we do a Q and a with someone who's involved in the film. It's a really fun time. If people want to add that on Facebook, if they want to like it, follow it. And like I said, dead of autumn horror festival is my other thing that I do yearly. Um, it's going to be a horror festival with horror films and vendors, and it's a great time. And I'm also a realtor, so if anybody in Massachusetts is looking to buy a home or sell a home, I am your girl. I love first-time home buyers. I have been working with a company who's been number one in the Northeastern region for the past four years. So if anybody wants to add me on Facebook or wants to like any of my pages, BMG Events, Dead of Autumn Horror Festival, Cocktails and Screen Short Film Showcase, and Brianna Gonzalez, realtor. All right, Shelby. Um, so you guys can find me on Amalgamania. I'm a part of two different podcasts on there: the Amalga Cast and the Amalga Files. Um, even just go join our Facebook page. We're constantly doing different segments, doing giveaways. It's just one big family on there. Everyone is super welcoming. It's a super awesome time. 
and definitely support your local businesses. Like, yes, there's some big chains that are still open, but it's the small family business owners, business owners that have really taken a big hit during this quarantine. So definitely just go support them, do anything you can just to look out for one another during this whole craziness. I agree, and uh, you just uh, you just joined another group that you're a part of uh, that you and I are uh, in um, as kind of a spinoff of Amalgamania, the uh, Epic Tales of RPG. Yes, that is also if you're super into like tabletop games, D and D. That is also a super fun group to be a part of. Uh, if you're wanting to get into D and D. Just get a hold of Andy on there. He is super awesome. I know he's starting to do some classes, uh, teaching people that want to be first-time DMs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they're also doing some giveaways and raffles right now, so definitely check them out as well. Absolutely. Ashes, what do you got going on? So you can find me every Thursday on Throwdown Thursday podcast uh, that I co-host with this guy who thinks he's a shark. It's kind of ridiculous, but it works. Um, you can also find me on the social medias if you just search Ashes Von Nightmare on Facebook. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. It's M-I-S-S-V-O-N-N-I-T-E-M-A-R-E, Miss Von Nightmare. Um, I do stuff sometimes, and I currently have a project in the works that is... Uh, it's been a project in the works, but, yes. but it'll it'll eventually not be a project in the works. It'll eventually be a thing. Yes. So I'm currently I'm working on my own podcast. So stay tuned. And you can, well, you know, you can find me here, which you obviously know, and throw down Thursday. And <laughs> you can, you I can need find to start me at my house. <laughs> I need to start like promoting the fact that I have an author page on Amazon. Yes, I never do that. You I never talk things. about myself. Uh, but you can also go to throwdownthursdaypodcast.com and find all the latest episodes. You can find a link to our Tee Public store. And I'm going to be doing uh, a giveaway on uh, this show and on Throwdown Thursday. I'm going to be giving away some awesome, epic uh, flavors of various jerkies through the fine people at Mythical Meats. So stay tuned for that, for how to figure out how to win that one. And on this week's episode of Throwdown Thursday, we are talking the characters of the Princess Bride. So I'm really excited for this episode. Yes. And we're going to be doing a series of Mel Brooks episodes because I asked for a couple of people and I got like 40. And it was just an overwhelming amount of people that want to do Mel Brooks movies. So we'll be doing Mel Brooks movies. So so uh, I want to thank you ladies for joining us. And uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, it was great. And uh, I'll take a quick break, and I will be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks, too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip, and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. 
Greetings, weary adventurer. Do ye have a taste for the exotic? Do regular snacks no longer provide the thrill ye seek? Would ye rather eat a codpiece than another boring candy bar? Then it's time for ye to sink your teeth into Mythical Meats Exotic Game Sticks. Mythical Meats offers a wide variety of exotic flavors based on creatures of legend to give ye a snack experience of epic proportions. Like it hot? Try the Spicy Creatures Sample Pack featuring dragon, chupacabra, and werewolf. More in the mood for something a bit milder? Try the Creatures of the Sky Sample Pack with Pegasus, Griffin, and Phoenix. Can't decide on which one you want? Why not try the Exotic Flavor Sample Pack featuring all ten flavors so you can find your favorite. Go to mythicalmeats.com to see the full selection of flavors and place your order. All orders over $49 get free two-day shipping. Mythical Meats Exotic Game Snack Sticks. So good, they're legendary. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. You're going to need a bigger boat. And I am back. Thank you so much for sticking around. And I really hope that the advice and you know, the, the stuff that the ladies were talking about, I hope that really helps you get through uh, some of the stuff that you might be dealing with with quarantine and, and the stay-at-home orders. And I, I hope that, you know, some of the information that they gave you is valuable. I know I found it valuable, and I really appreciate them coming on and, and taking the time and sharing all this stuff with us because, you know, it's not always easy for uh, people to kind of open up and start talking about things when it comes to, you know, mental health or or, you know, how they're dealing with stuff uh, personally. So I really appreciate the fact that they were able and willing to do that. So with that being said, uh, we're approaching two hours, so I'm going to keep this uh, very brief. Uh, I do want to say that uh, I'm sure you heard the ad for Mythical Meats uh, a few moments ago. Uh, there is going to be a contest between Shark Bites 
as well as Epic Tales of RPG and Throwdown Thursday. We're going to be giving away a whole bunch of uh, sample packs. Uh, Mythical Meats was kind enough to uh, send me uh, three 10 packs. I'm going to be breaking those up into uh, smaller sample packs so we can get a bunch of people the uh, opportunity to try some of this stuff. And um, watch later on this week, maybe uh, Thursday or Friday night. I'll be posting in uh, all of my groups and on my personal Facebook page. I will be going live and I'll be doing a series of uh, random trivia. It'll be horror trivia and, and, you know, just movies in general. Maybe I'll throw some Harry Potter in there, some pop culture, um, you know, music, um, you know, Star Wars, comics, you know, just a, a bunch of different categories so that, you know, there's a wide variety of people that could win. So I will... Uh, I will throw that out there, and I will give everybody a chance to uh, to answer some questions, win some prizes, and uh, I'll also throw in some uh, Throwdown Thursday swag into those uh, packages as well. And uh, I think with that being said, it is time for the weekly shark fact. And uh, this week, the shark fact is uh, great white sharks can jump up to 10 feet out of the air. So when they are... Uh, you know, you see them launching themselves after seals when they're, you know, uh, ambushing them from below. You know, all the uh, the footage, I think they call it Air Jaws on uh, on the, uh, the Discovery Channel, uh, whoever does the, um, or Animal Planet. I forget which uh, channel that's on. <coughs> but uh, when they do the Air Jaws shows, that's, uh, you know, that's how high they can go. And that's, that's pretty impressive. That would be the equivalent of a... Uh, 10 foot, uh, sorry, a, uh, a f well, it's not so important. It's not so impressive when you think about a person, but a, a, you know, a six foot tall person with a three foot vertical. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's not, I can't look at it that way because that's a little different. Because guys like, you know, Scotty Pippen had a 48 inch vertical. So, and I'm sure there are lots of other people that have uh, highly. Highly developed legs and can jump very high, so maybe that's not the best <laughs> analogy to make. But uh, you got to remember that these sharks also weigh, you know, a ton or so. So it'd be like a, a six foot tall person that weighed, you know, five hundred pounds jumping three feet up in the air and landing gracefully. So I don't know. Maybe that's I don't know. That's just a terrible analogy. I, I'm not going to leave you with that. Uh, next week. Uh, I had the privilege of having uh, Isaac, straight from the bar, Parasite Steve from Retro Redoctopus, and Anthony T. of Anthony T.'s Horror Show join me, and we had a great discussion about Blazing Saddles, and that is going to kick off the multi-week, uh, multi-guest series. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of Mel Brooks films. I think we've covered enough quarantine stuff for now let's talk about some some funny ass movies let's talk about some uh, great achievements in filmmaking and comedy because uh, mel brooks films span not just comedy but you know there's western and drama and horror and it's great because uh he's touched so many different people and there's so many great stories that uh, people want to share with us and so we're going to give them uh, all the opportunity to do so and uh, we're going to be doing that for the next uh, few weeks. So stay tuned. And uh, remember that while I am the podcaster, as a listener, you are my chum. Have a great week, folks. Stay safe. Take care.